welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Today's show is sponsored by Ron Rubin Winery. Without their financial support, we would not be here recording today. They've come to our rescue and are sponsoring our podcast for the entire year. We encourage you to get to know them. Check out their website by visiting ronrubinwinery.com. Welcome to episode 133. Today, our guests are Michael Sloan and Justin Sloan from Du Vichelli Winery, and you are the winery owner and winemaker. Welcome welcome to the podcast. Well, actually, yeah, Jacob Sloan is the winemaker. Oh, nice. And he's our other son, my youngest son, Justin being the oldest. So tell us, uh, what is it then that, that Justin does? And I, I have a son named Dustin with a D, so it's hard to get the... So Justin, what do you do at the winery? Um, gosh, I mean, just about everything. Um, well, don't we, tell your brother that. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I think what sets us apart is, you know, we truly are a, a family winery. Mm-hmm. We're all involved in some way, shape, or form. But um, I, I help out with a lot of the website stuff, uh, point of sale stuff, a lot of the infrastructure that helps the winery kind of tick. Um, but, uh, you know, it's not uncommon to find me out in the, the vineyard helping with the harvest or helping a bit with pruning or working the tasting room from time to time. It's so involved. truly everything. Yeah. Yeah. The winery is off of Limerick Lane in Healdsburg, or just south of Healdsburg. When did you open the winery? To give us a little history, like how it started, and you know, then where the name came from for one thing, and all that jazz. Well, originally we started making wine at Merriam, Peter Merriam's winery, right around the corner on Los Amigos, and we did that for about seven years. Oh, wow. And then we opened our own facility. We actually got our use permit January 10th of 2020. And uh, since then, we've been doing our own thing. Mm-hmm. Although we have had two crushes now at our facility. Um, of course, our timing couldn't have been any worse. So anyway, now we're in our own facility. We're primarily making Italian varietal wine. All So far, all state grown, although we've sourced some Syrah from the neighboring vineyards, and now we're um, venturing into uh, some San Genovese that we've uh, we've uh, contracted to purchase this year. Nice. So, yeah. We've been we've been making my wine since uh, 2011, um, and uh, as my dad mentioned, uh, you know all Italian varietals at this point. Uh, the name Due Ruscelli is Italian for two creeks. We have two seasonal creeks that that. Uh, divide our, our property. The name just fit, you know, wanting to make uh, Italian varietals and kind of focus on that, that being, you know, part of our heritage and, um, you know, having those, those two creeks. So I, I've always said do Russelli, but it's do a Russelli. Yep. Okay. That's good to know. I will have to say, I did make a, a venture out there to drop off something. I can't remember what it was. And it's such a beautiful site that you have there. I mean, it's welcoming right off the street. As soon as you turn, it's just a beautiful welcoming sign. The driveway's lined with, I think it's Italian Cypress down there. It's just, it's a really beautiful entrance. Great location. Oh, appreciate that. So tell me what varietals are in your portfolio. I'm all about the Italian wines. Love them. So uh, we planted uh, all Primitivo vines. Uh, oh, wow. 2009, was it? 2009 with one-year-old uh, Benchcraft. Yep. So, we, so it's just Primitivo here in the property, and um, 
you know, as it's taken us a while to get the tasting room going and, and everything up and running, that's just primarily what we focused on and, uh, you know, put together a bunch of award-winning Primitivo over the years. Uh, and now the tasting room is starting to take off and we're wanting to, I guess, um, you know, add a little bit more variety to the tasting room. As my dad mentioned, we're purchasing some other varietals. We're doing a Super Tuscan uh, and some other blends as well. But predominantly Primitivo is what you'll get if you come and visit us. Well, that's, we've got the perfect climate for that. That's right. Yeah. Actually, as, as you know, um, uh, Limerick Lane Vineyards is right across the way. You know, Michael Collins in the past had great success with Zinfandel mm-hmm. um, in the past. And, uh, you know, when we were looking, trying to come up with a good varietal that would do well in the area, knowing that he'd put together such, you know, great award-winning wine with that varietal, we knew it would do well here. Yeah, great. So if yeah. people, people want to come tasting, are you open every day or is it just a few days a week? We, um, we're open. The tasting room is open uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and uh, if you'd like to visit us during the week, you can certainly reach out and schedule a, a private tasting. Nice. By appointment. And then I didn't get behind the taste room, but I hear there is there a, a garden in the back where you maybe do tasting outside, or or am I just imagining that? We do have a, a spot out front for outdoor tasting, um, you know, covered patio area mm-hmm. where we can uh, facilitate outdoor tasting. Um, for other events we've had, we'd open up the barn. Uh, there's some great tasting locations in there where you can kind of get a little bit more of the, the winemaking experience being a mint. <laughs> That's a good way to just describe the winemaking experience. <laughs> and the crush pad as well. Mm-hmm. The crush pad works great if it's raining, you know, it's, and it's, it's pretty out there as well. And then and we also have a space in the back, though, an, an oak grove that, um, you know, we're close to doing other types of events back there as well, so... That is opened up for, for other events. So, Michael, has this like been a lifelong dream? How did this winery come to be at this point? Well, it's, it's kind of interesting. It's a long story. My, my wife and my son, the winemaker, uh, lived in Italy for a year, the earlier part of the, you know, about 2002, I guess it was. And um, they lived right outside of uh, Florence. And when... They came back. My wife says, I want to build my Tuscany here. (laughs) Nice. Well, it looks like Tuscany here. (laughs) We hunted for property for, oh, I bet three years before we stumbled on this. Of course, we had to find something that was affordable and and what we were after. And so once we uh, bought the property, we knew, you know, that we were going to have to plant grapes. You know, we're surrounded by some of the best Zinfandel in, in probably Northern California. You know, everybody around us has Zinfandel primarily. And so um, once we got it planted and and then the first harvest came along, we go, we just looked at one another and go, well, what are we going to do, you know? A lot of grapes. <laughs> you know, we got all these grapes. We didn't contract them out. We were more or less stuck with them. So we decided to make some wine. And uh, which it's in hindsight, it was probably a mistake because our vines were so young, although we only made like 100, I think 145 cases. But uh, it was really, it was quite good wine. And then in 2012, the next year came, I mean, we knocked it out of the park. Our, every competition we entered in 2012, uh, we got gold. And uh, and our vines were still quite young. And since then, you know, the awards and the quality of the wine have just gotten so much better because of uh, the vines being older, more mature, coming into fruition. And now we're uh, just getting ready to release our 18, and we're looking forward to that. Another thing we do is we age our wine pretty much 24 months in the barrel, where, mm-hmm. you know, the majority of 
it's almost everybody around us is, is like nine to 12 months in the barrel. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we have that advantage going and, um, well, it's nice to get that early encouragement of those awards and laurels when you first started out, because a lot of people might just be dejected, but it's great. You have great wine and you keep going. That's a great story. Well, being small like we are, we're able to pay attention, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, these huge uh, parcels out there. I mean, you just can't give you know all the vines the attention that's needed. We only have like 2,500 vines and uh, we're able to, you know, pay, pay close attention to them. Do what's necessary, and then the wine. Of course, my son—he's uh, very meticulous, and uh, everything just has to be precise, and it's all paid off. It really has. And, and did this come after his trip to Florence? He was inspired, or is this something that was kind of also always on his mind as well, you know, to be a winemaker? You know, when they were living in Tuscany, they were surrounded by uh, wineries and grapes and olives and. Uh, and so that's always been with him. But after working, he worked at Merriam for about six, seven years, uh, primarily during the crush until, you know, uh, everything was in the barrel. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he went on and got his uh, winemaking certificate through the uh, UC Davis Extension Program. He still has a, a number of winemaking friends that he, uh, you know, he can bounce off uh any information that he needs. That's one thing about the whole industry that I have always loved is that it is really collaborative in that way. I mean, winemakers do share information. They do share tips. They do help each other out. They loan each other equipment if need be. I mean, it's a different kind of business than what I've seen in the past. Yes. You know, I think that's cool that he can, that he feels like he can, you know, get the help he needs and he has questions. Okay, so um, anything else that, that people need to know, listeners? Need you know, to know? I, I think I said it in the beginning, but one thing that really does set us apart is, you know, we are family winery. I mean, I mentioned my kind of involvement. My dad, you know, he, he talks so highly of the vineyard because he's out there doing all of the vineyard management. He's out there doing a lot of the pruning and all the maintenance that goes along with the vineyard and it's immaculate state if you have a chance to come by and see it and and really that's you know that is why people do come to sonoma county they yeah, you know if they about. can pop into a tasting room and the owner or the winemaker is there that's just yeah. like a home run then they feel like they're they got the inside track <laughs> you know that's cool mom and my dad they're in the tasting room on weekends my brother's obviously the winemaker you'll see my wife helping with uh, a lot of the social media and all the uh uh, you know, creative stuff that goes into the website. You know, we're all heavily, heavily involved. We're about to hit harvest, and and uh, we're all gearing up to get out there in the vineyards and actually, you know, pick the grapes ourselves. And, and when it comes to crush, we're out there, you know, working the destemmer and 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 getting all the work done on it. So like, we do not have a single employee, and what we do is all, you know, what we do here here with the family. That's so old school. That's truly like an old school Italian family vineyard. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's so cool. Tuscany. And even the extended family comes for harvest. I think that's awesome. So um, one thing that we always do on our show, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but Marcy usually highlights a new wine book that she's read or a really incredible wine item. So what have you got today, Marcy? Well, this is a good book for today because we're talking about Italian varietals. This is a new book. It's called Cheese, Wine, and Bread, Discovering the Magic of Fermentation in England, Italy, and France. And, um, you know, there's so many wine books that have recipes and what have you. But this is such an interesting book because it really goes in depth to, like, the key foods of a region, 
talks about the grapes and the wine and the winemaking, but it's also really about fermentation, not just in wine, but in foods. It's so cool, especially the Italy part, because my family heritage is Italian, so I was always keyed up when you're like, oh, She's like, oh you make Italian. <laughs> you know, Puglia is a very famous area for Primitivo. But it's a, it's a wonderful book because it gives you, you know, not too much heavy on wine knowledge, but the whole process of um, the fermentation process in foods and wine and cheese and the classic and um, very particular food, wine, and cheese of Italy, England, and France. So you can't go wrong. And this is by Kate Quinn. So that's my book of the day. So I think... Uh... We're kind of just going to wrap things up. Um, I do want to thank uh, the Sonoma County Board of Supervisors for their support with our podcast. And I want to say specifically District 5. So I hope if you're out there listening in West County, you know, you're giving us the thumbs up for the podcast. And then in closing, I also want to, again, really personally thank Ron Rubin for his support for our podcast. Um, he's been just super positive and encouraging, even when things are, you know, down here. He's just really... Um, encouraged us to move forward during these crazy times. So please check out the website at ronrubinwinery.com. And Justin, what's the best URL for our uh, listeners to reach you and get in touch with the winery? Yeah, duerushelly.com. All right. Oh, God, you got to spell that out. It's D-U-E-R-U-S-C-E-L-L-I. Okay. He says it so quick. It's like, got a good beat, too. Yeah, it's got a good beat. So we will put that in the show notes so people can find out about the wines at Dewey Rochelle and learn about um, how to get the wines, where to taste the wines, and enjoy them. We'll also put show notes to the book and show notes to the Wine Road so you can use the Wine Road website before you come to the Wine Road just to kind of pre-plan your trip and see what's going on because our protocols are changing rapidly, as with everyone else. If you need a reservation, if you don't need a reservation, best place to find that out is on the Wine Road website. Okay, and then I always have more things. Every time we close up, I think, oh, no, a couple more things. Uh, I want to um, mention a brand new lodging that we have because I'm super excited about it. It's out on Highway 128 in Alexander Valley, and it's called Wild Haven. And it's actually, it was a campground. It used to be Alexander Valley Campground. Now it's called Wild Haven, and it's, these super cool glamping tents. Oh, cool. It has everything you could possibly need for, you know, glamping wine country style. So um, we'll put a link to that. It's called Wild Haven. And then Michael here had said to me before we started that if listeners are in the area and they want to go tasting, if they just make their appointment and mention uh, the Wine Road podcast, they'll receive complimentary tasting. Can't beat that, so listeners. I would jump on that. Yeah, that's very <laughs> generous. Thank you, Michael. Anything else? Anything else anyone needs to know about uh, the winery or planning their trip out? Yeah, I don't think so. I think that pretty much covers it. Thanks so much for having us. That's Thank awesome. Thank you, Michael. Great. Thank you, Justin. We really appreciate your time. We'll Thank see you. you on the wine road. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.